Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey guys, Tina here. I'm so glad you're joining us for another show of the Intuitive Women Podcast. Thank you so much for listening each and every week. If you enjoy the show, I would love for you to share it. And to share it, the easiest way is to go to the podcast app that you're listening to the show and hit the button share. Also, I would love a review. So to do that, go to iTunes on a desktop or on a laptop and go into my show, search it, the Intuitive Woman Podcast, and leave a review on iTunes, which is now Apple Podcast. Thank you so much for being a valued listener each week. This episode is sponsored by the Chakras and Crystal Workshop on September 16th. I am holding this amazing workshop about the chakras and about crystals and stones. If you're in the local area, it will be held on Saturday, September 16th from 2 to 4 p.m. It is filling fast, so if you're interested, please contact me at tinaconroy111 at gmail.com. It will be held at the Center for Wellness and Integrative Medicine in Roslyn, New York. And now on to the show. Let me tell you about my very special guest. Patty Stevens is an ageless lifestyle coach. She helps women bring their life into balance so they can live agelessly. After 25 years of marriage and owning a business, Patty got divorced, sold pretty much everything, and moved across the country knowing no one and no job. Having a healthy, balanced lifestyle helped her to survive and to thrive. Now Patty combines this knowledge with her experience as a certified Pilates, yoga, and Qigong instructor, holy fire Reiki master teacher, and essential oils advocate to create programs for women to bring their life into balance. She has been recognized on guest blogs and summits for her advice on ageist living and her own website, livebalancednaturally.com. It includes blogs and recipes to help women live agelessly. When she is not sailing or going for an aerobatic ride, Patty prefers the zen side of Sin City, Las Vegas, where she lives with her husband and two rescued Benjis. Hey, Patty, how you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. It's one of my favorite, favorite topics, and we're going to get into the chakras. Yes. They're so important, but so many people just don't know about them. I agree. And I get it a lot. They know the name or they've heard the word and they don't really know what they are after many, many years. And a lot of people think that they can actually find them. So it's interesting. Right. And they, people just don't understand how important they are to our overall health. Absolutely. I have a funny, a very funny story to share. When I started teaching yoga, I started teaching to kids, to young children. And this was one of my very first classes, maybe the first year I was teaching. And I was teaching about the chakras and we were doing like a coloring exercise and the chakras. So when we got to the heart chakra, I talked about the color green and your heart is green and the color and the chakra. So after class was over, they came out to get their, see their moms and they're putting on their shoes and socks. And one little girl goes, mom, my heart is green. And she starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom looked at me and said, 
what? And I said, oh, I said, we, we were speaking about the chakras, the energy centers. It was way over her head. I realized it was way over their head. And note to self, don't teach chakras to five-year-olds, but. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to take the listeners back. I always love the listeners to get a little snippet of who you are and I'd love to take them back to when you were younger and how you grew up. So if you grew up spiritually or religious and then how you are today, where you are today with that. All right. Well, this is a little interesting. My great grandfather on my dad's side, whom had transitioned before I was even thought of, was a rabbi. And my grandfather on my mom's side, who I knew very well, was an Italian Baptist minister. Wow. Let that one sink in. (laughs) So I was raised Protestant. Um, Even though my grandfather transitioned when I was 10, we continued with that. But we also celebrated the Jewish holidays with my dad's sister. So I was raised up both ways, although we followed more the Protestant. And as I grew older, though, my mother and I would butt heads because she felt I had to go to church in order to connect with God. And I started feeling that I can do this anyplace. I don't have to sit in a church. And so we butted heads. And then when I got married and moved out, that was the end of my formal religion, which it works for me. Other people need the structure of a formal, that's fine, whatever works for you. Now, my husband and I just live spiritually and mindfully. We don't go to a church per se, but honor the spirits and honor everything around us, every living being. Well, that is some interesting story. I did not know what you were going to say. I thought you were going to say a rabbi and a priest, or he was a priest. So I was waiting for that. So very interesting. And it's so interesting to me because as I'm interviewing many different people, they have very, very similar stories. And most people are brought up with some type of organized religion and then have found their spirituality, even though religion is spiritual, they found more of a spirituality, sort of like you don't need to go to a place to do this. So I love always hearing everyone's backgrounds and how you developed as a child and moved forth. So thank you for sharing that. So take us a little bit further on. How did you find and what you're doing today? So all about what you're doing today. I love your, a lot of your quotes are live your life and forget about your age. And you talk a lot about balance and how get us to that point. Was there a catalyst or did something happen or not happen to bring you to who you are today and share this beautiful gift with everyone? Okay. Well, I was married for 25 years. I taught dance and owned a dance studio for the same amount of time, raised a daughter, and then something just went dead inside me. I just was not happy. And I just knew I had to make some changes. I hated the weather where I lived. You know, nothing was right. So I got divorced, sold my business, sold pretty much everything that I own, threw a dart on the map and moved to where it's always sunny. So I moved across the country. I had no job and didn't know anybody. I just knew this was what I had to do. So then I started 
judging dance competitions, choreographing pageants. And I started another much smaller dance business. And then I started doing Pilates. And through that, I was offered jobs because I was an instructor already. And now I'm working with adults. This is something I've never done before. And I'm finding that these women who are coming for Pilates, and a lot of them, I was at a physical therapy clinic, were coming in for treatment saying, oh, well, my knees hurt just because I'm old. My back hurts because I'm old. There's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, really? I'm probably older than you, and I don't have these issues. So we started just in talking, you know, well, what's your diet like? Do you drink water? And, And so on. And then they would start maybe drinking more water and then they'd come in and say, wow, that really helped. And maybe I should cut back on sugar. Oh, yes, feel much better. So then they started asking me, well, do you do something other than Pilates? Do you help people along this line on the side or anything? So I then started coaching and I live in Las Vegas, Sin City, but I found the Zen side of Sin City. So after I moved here is when I got my Holy Fire Reiki master training. I got my Qigong training and my yoga training. I went back to teaching classes on essential oils. So all the spiritual side in me started coming out when I moved to Sin City. That's so funny. And we have a connection. We had spoken offline that my grandparents who grew up in Pennsylvania in the coal mining kind of town had moved to Las Vegas for 18 years. And it was really such a beautiful part of their life. They loved Las Vegas. We love visiting them. My grandfather's aches and pains went away. He had severe arthritis. And when he moved to the warmer climate, he just thrived. He just did great. But it's funny that you say that because I remember him saying like Sin City, but you found the opposite. You're finding the light. And I know we're joking. It's not really Sin City, but you're, you're finding the light. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're finding the light and you're finding the people that are gravitating to you. So I'm going to just take you back because a lot of women that might be listening to this could be in that position where they're maybe in that marriage that they're not happy or they're stuck in something that they don't know what to do. And a lot of women, unfortunately, just stay. They just kind of stay. They stay stuck and they don't make the changes. So what do you think was the catalyst for you to make those changes for you to do that and go across country and to really pick up? Well, I think looking back my intuition was really starting to develop and I didn't realize it. All I knew was that I had to get out of there. It was just dark. The weather was cold and dreary. I used to enjoy teaching dance. I just did not like it as much anymore because just something clicked inside me and said, I need to get out of here. I need to make a change. And my husband at the time obviously didn't agree with me and making a whole lifestyle change. I survived. I think it happened and I was pretty numb when it was going on. I didn't really think, like I say, I just threw a dart on the map and said, I'm moving. So it was just something that, like I say, I think it was me really starting to learn to listen to my intuition. And now you work with so many women that this life experience that you experienced and listening to your intuition is helping so many people. And that's what I always find so amazing and enlightening that through your experiences or through your difficulties, you can now share that with other women. Right. It's something that you don't understand unless you've been through it. I mean, you can understand it, but you don't understand the exact feelings unless you've been through it. 
And it's not something that you can read in a book. You really need to experience it and then be able, like you say, to share that experience with others. Let them know that, yes, there is life beyond where you are now. You don't have to stay in something you're unhappy in. And I'm not talking about abuse. I'm just talking about life in general. Sure, everybody worries about finances. I didn't sell the business for a whole lot of money and didn't have very much coming in. But I was just so motivated to start over that that didn't matter. I didn't even didn't even think I didn't have a job. <laughs> right. Just like Wow. That's a factor. Wow. And it's interesting that you're saying that because I think a lot of women say, oh, it's not that bad or it's not domestic violence or it's not alcoholism, but it doesn't have to get that. It doesn't have to be that for you to make the change. If you're unhappy, you're unhappy. I think that's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you know, your life is too important. It's not being selfish. Your life is the most important thing. And the universe wants you to be happy. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, working with the angels and the vibration and spirit, it's that joyful place. It's that high vibration. And in within us, our spirit that lives within us really wants us to allow ourselves to to do that. And so many people are unfortunately not and kind of walking around what I call asleep. So I know you and I are on the same page on that. And if we can be helpful to other women and be mentors and teachers and facilitators, it's a, it'll be a much more passionate and peaceful world. For sure. Yes. So let's talk about balance because we hear this a lot and there's a theory that there really isn't balance. And we can talk about balance in many different ways. You know, sometimes women will say, well, like, you know, balancing life or balancing career and family, balancing, you know, things like that. But let's talk more about the balance in not so much like the work life and the personal life, but balance as it comes to the energy centers and the chakras. Okay. Well, in case some people aren't familiar with the, what a chakra is, I'm sure probably most of your listeners have heard the word chakra and are probably familiar with it. But just in case, chakras are whirling energy centers in your body. The Sanskrit word chakra means wheel or disc. So they're like all these little pinwheels in your body spinning around. And when they get blocked, they either stop spinning or spin in the wrong direction. Now, you've probably, everybody has seen pictures of a body with these seven bright lights shining up the front of them. Those are the seven main chakras. And in reality, those chakras are along the spinal column. But I think just for the sake of pictures, it looks much prettier to show the front of a body than just the spinal column. But not only are there seven chakras, there are thousands of chakras in our body. And they're spinning all the time. And not only humans have them, but animals have them and plants have them, any living thing. So as I said, when they get stuck, then they stop spinning in the correct direction. And since they're connected to our body systems, body systems start breaking down. So for instance, when people sometimes have to give a speech, they'll get a sore throat or a cough. Well, there's a throat chakra. And usually that chakra is blocked. If you clear that chakra and open it, barring any other health issue, nine chances out of 10, you're going to be able to deliver that speech with no problem. So keeping them clear and running 
in the direction they are meant to go is just so important to our overall good health. And how would somebody know if their chakras were not running properly, unbalanced or closed? I know we hear that a lot too. Well, usually when a chakra is imbalanced, these are chakras in general, not specific to any one chakra, but you might be stressed, you might be exhausted all the time, eating unhealthy food, lack of exercise, not getting enough sleep. And something that we can't avoid anymore is our toxic exposure, not only in the air, but to people too. So whenever you start feeling that way, you're imbalanced, being unhappy, depressed, moody, and not just for PMS, just you're moody, angry for no reason. Those are all signs of imbalances. So to kind of change that up, because I know I work a lot with the chakras as well. So I know that if it's a, a particular chakra that you feel is or a particular situation, like we'll use the throat again. So if you have trouble with communication or speaking up or even trust, then you could do small exercises like singing or chanting and I believe breathing. And there's other things you can do to kind of open those up as well as energy treatments and things like that. Correct. Right. And you can use colors. You gave the example before of the heart being green. Right. Right. Well, the throat chakra is blue. So you can wear blue clothes. You could wear blue crystals because then you're getting the double effect from the healing of the crystals as well as the colors. So say, for instance, you wore a lapis lazuli. That's blue. So that would help to open up your chakra. There are sounds. They're finding more and more how sound vibration actually heals. And then there's also essential oils. There's specific, like lavender is a good essential oil for opening up the throat chakra. It's actually called the oil of communication. Wow. I don't think I I mean, I work a lot with the oils, but I didn't think I realized about the lavender. I wasn't aware of that property. Well, all the oils have an emotional side. They have a, a side that heals physically that we're probably, let's use lavender again. Lavender is calming. It's stress relief. It helps to relieve a burn. If you burn yourself, put lavender on. But then there's the emotional side of almost every oil because they vibrate. They're alive. So the oils all can help with emotional problems. And our health problems you mostly start emotionally before they manifest physically. Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree to that. I mean, that is so, so true. And the more and more you understand that and are aware of that, it's, it's, it's a big part of the game for sure. Right. So I guess I'm just trying to, I, because, you know, sometimes when you know something as you and I talk about the chakras as if it's just like, Oh, a chakra. So how, if someone knows something's going on, like, tell me a little bit about how a woman comes to you and she's not gonna, she may not come and say, Oh, I have something wrong with my chakra, but she may come to you with not feeling good or feeling again. Let's go back to some of the scenarios where the women were saying, Oh, I'm old. I can't do that. So what are the major complaints or what are the, the theme that you get as women are looking for some resolutions when they come to you? A lot of it is they know that they need to do something, but don't know where to start. They need to do something because they're getting older. They need to change their diet. 
They need to change their lifestyle. They need to exercise more. So we look at all that. And then when they're open to it, I will do some energy work, be it Reiki or chakra balancing. But those are things that until people are ready for, you can't really work with them too much. You can help somebody change their diet. You can help somebody exercise or find a type of exercise that they like. But energy work is a little bit different because it's so hard to explain. Oh, I I know. Believe me. I mean, now that I am at, I've been at many centers, many yoga studios, and now our center was just um, acquired by a very large hospital. And so we've, our name has changed to the center of wellness and integrative medicine. And I've been going as the director of energy and healing for the department. I've been going to the branches of the hospitals. Now this is, let me just tell you this one hospital owns many, many hospitals. So we're talking 61,000 employees. And as I'm sharing the information about Reiki energy work and essential oils, it's like, they're kind of looking at me with two heads, but then there's a lot of people that are going, oh, like, I kind of like the smell of lavender, but you mean it does more? Or I kind of like the smell of peppermint, but it does what? And so as I'm going out into like the mainstream, and we're talking mostly right now, the employees of the hospital, all different employees from the cafeteria, the food distribution to to physicians. And some have heard the word Reiki, some have not. Sometimes I've done a poll in my speaking engagements and there's very few that know. So I know exactly what you're saying because it's it's very challenging to speak about it or to understand it. And I always say I do my best speaking about, I don't even get into the chakras at the hospital, to be honest, but I get into a little bit about what Reiki is and the energy work. And then I really have to say is try it, right? Just try it, be open. Well, in that same vein, I volunteer at a woman's substance abuse facility here. And I started there first doing Qigong, and that was kind of like way over their head. And you don't know what Qigong is. It's like Tai Chi. It's actually the granddaddy of all the martial arts. But they had like no comprehension. We're talking, these are ladies who have been in prison. They're Mm -hmm. at this center. Most of them are court appointed and low income. So we started changing it to yoga. Well, that still was a little strenuous for them, even though it was a very gentle. So this year, we added some Reiki. They had no idea what it was. But I go in, and it's kind of like a Reiki circle where I have another friend who comes with me, and we just work on each girl just on the head area and maybe their low ba- or their upper back you know, for three to five minutes each. You would not believe the change in these girls. It's introduced them to a whole new world, and they come out of there going, I can't believe how good I feel. They still don't understand it, which a lot of people still don't, but it's exposing them to something different and that hopefully will help them in their recovery. That's that's so beautiful. I love Reiki circles, and my first introduction personally was a Reiki circle with my teacher and friend, Terri Ann Hyman, who is continuing to do this work on a very large scale. She's in Alabama. And the first time I was aware of or even really had any experience was a Reiki circle. So sometimes that's people's very first experience. Right. I think that was mine also. Right. I mean, and I'm so grateful to that. Oh, yeah. All this energy work is scary. People think you're woo woo and out there, but 
you know, it's been around a lot longer than some of these other remedies. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. Well, would you, are you open to sharing, talking a little bit more about the chakras or going through the chakras and kind of going through each one? Sure. um, Briefly with the listeners? Sure. We're just going to talk about the seven main runs. So the three chakras starting at the base of the spine are more physical in nature. So we have the root, which is at the base of the spine. The sacral, which is slightly below the navel, and the solar plexus, which is from the navel to the breastbone. That's where the fourth chakra, the heart, comes in. And that's the middle chakra. It's your connection to earth and spirit. And then the three upper chakras are usually considered the chakras of spirit. There's the throat, the third eye, which is between the eyebrows, and the crown, which is the top of the head. So each of these chakras can become out of balance. And when one's out of balance, it usually then imbalances the others. So let's start with the root, okay? The root chakra is your survival, your family, your stability, your security. And the color it's associated with is red, and the element is earth. So When you're balanced, you're healthy and energetic, you're feeling grounded, life is good. But when it's unbalanced, you might be neglecting yourself, you might have a fear of change, you have issues with your family, you might have even physical things like constipation or diarrhea, knee pain. So those are all indications that it might be out of balance. So you need to do some work to get those done. Foods that are good for the root chakra are protein foods. Also minerals and go figure root vegetables Mm -hmm. and red foods. So combining all those things, and then there's crystals and oils too, but you know, that's, we can take forever on each chakra. So right. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of stick with these basic ones. So that's one way to learn about the root chakra. Then moving up is the sacral chakra. It's about your creativity and your sexuality. It's slightly below the navel. The color is orange and the element is water. So when this chakra is balanced, you your hormones are in balance. You're happy. You have good boundaries. But when it's imbalanced, you might be very unemotionable. You might have sexual issues. So if you have like bad PMS, reproductive problems, those are all things that are related to the sacral chakra. And some foods that are good for that are your fats and oils, water, fish, and orange foods. So actually in talking about the foods, when in doubt, you could just eat foods of the color of the chakra to help balance that particular chakra. So the next one in the more physical chakras is the solar plexus. It is slightly above the navel. It's your self-confidence, your power, your self-worth. The color's yellow and the element is fire. So when this is balanced, we have a good sense of humor, we're responsible, we have high self-esteem. And so when it's not balanced, we could be very bossy or power-hungry, hyperactive, Um, eating disorders are a result of an unbalanced solar plexus, issues of the stomach and any of those organs that your digestive system. If you've heard the word, I have this gut feeling, 
that's where your intuition starts kicking in. That feeling in your gut, that's your solar plexus. So to balance that, you can eat carbs, high fiber food, and yellow foods. The heart chakra, which is the middle of your body, is your love, your inner peace, self-love. It's right in the middle by your sternum. The color is green and the element is air. And so when this is balanced, we have compassion, we have self-love, we have peace, our immune system works well. The most important thing in balancing the heart chakra, and this is something that I always tell the ladies at the facility, is that you've got to start with forgiving yourself for anything and having self-love. Once you have that, then your other chakras are going to start balancing too. So things to eat for that, greens and pretty much all vegetables and good ones are also sprouts and broccoli. Okay, we talked a little bit about the throat chakra and that's pretty obvious where it's located. That's our communication, our speech, and it is blue, and it responds to the element of sound, which we spoke about a little bit earlier. So when it's balanced, we can communicate easily, speak with confidence. We are comfortable with our body language as well. And When it's imbalanced, we might talk a lot, you might stutter, you might have fears, a weak voice, and like we talked about before, issues with your throat and your jaws are all signs of an imbalanced throat chakra. So to help combat that, you can have fruits, juices, soups, liquidy things, and blue food which there aren't too many blue foods, but blueberries come to mind. <laughs> oh yeah, blueberries. That There you go. Blueberries are yeah, really nice. Pretty much yeah. all blue th- food <laughs> I can think of. Uh, moving on up to the spirit chakras, the third eye, which is right between your eyebrows. It's just what it says. It's giving you a look into your intuition, your wisdom. It's that third eye that you need to see with. The color is indigo and the element is light. So when it's balanced, our intuitive and psychic powers kick in. We're also optimistic. We have good memory. When it's not working well, we could be paranoid. You might be narrow-minded, not open to looking at things in a different view. And a blocked third eye chakra can cause headaches, can also cause hair and scalp issues, vision problems, and... Think foods that help with this would be spices. Gonna love this one. Chocolate. <laughs> it helps change your mood. <laughs> and purple foods. Eggplant. But the inside of that is purple, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just thinking eggplant. Oh, that's so funny. And then the seventh chakra, the top of the head is the crown. That's our connection to our spirit, to our life purpose. And Sometimes it's depicted as violet and sometimes it's white and it is related to the thought element. So when it's in balance, we're just so connected to our spirit. We know why we're here. We're connected to the earth as well. When it's imbalanced, we might be confused, don't like animals, not concerned with humanity, don't like people. 
And things that are physical disorders be like autoimmune problems, dementia, amnesia, migraines. And so foods for the crown chakra are your pure foods, your organic foods, the sun, oxygen, all things that relate to nature. So that's basically the seven chakras. Like I say, we have thousands of them swirling in our body, but keeping these seven balanced will help us maintain good health. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And there are a lot of things that I had forgotten about myself. And I know a lot of people are listening that this is really relatively new. So I really appreciate you kind of going through that. And I know the chakras, we can go in very, very deep detail. There's many books written on them. There's many spiritual authors that have talked about them and medical intuitives that have spoken about it. But that is perfect. That was great just to kind of let everybody know just a little bit of what the chakras are. And I know we mostly hear about the seven, but like you said, there's chakras in the palm chakras and the feet chakras and and all over the body. But it gives us a nice idea. And I think a lot of listeners that don't really understand, it's just that idea where I always say to people, a lot of people maybe not really say it, but they, like I said before, they think that, you know, you're going to see it like in your body. And it's not like something like, it's not like they're going to, like a surgeon's going to open up and take out a chakra, you right, know, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's so interesting and it's so important. So thank you so much for sharing that. Before we kind of close out, I want to ask the question that I always ask about, and we did touch upon it a little earlier, but what would you say intuition is for you? Well, I think it's, listening to your inner guidance, but you can't do that until you get to know yourself. And so it's taking the time to get to know yourself, be it spending time alone, just meditating. And that word I know scares a lot of people, but meditating can be just sitting quietly for a minute. That's meditating too. Um, Taking walks in nature and then the more that you start getting to know yourself and listening, you'll start hearing, you know, those those voices in your head <laughs> and they're trying to get messages to you. Or you might see certain colors all the time or you might see certain numbers and angel numbers are a whole other field. But there's signs all over because, like I said before, the universe wants you to be happy. So it's not going to happen, though, until you get to know yourself and learn learn to trust yourself. I agree. I absolutely agree. So where can people find you? Share information, uh, direct them to your website, and how can people connect with you, Patty? Okay. My website is www.livebalancednaturally.com. And if you go there, there is a free ebook, Tips to Live Agelessly Pizzazzed. And There's also under the services, it talks more about Reiki and chakra balancing. If anyone is interested in any of the services, please contact me and say that you were a listener here and I'll work out something special for you. I'm also on Facebook at Live to Balance Naturally, Twitter, and I recently started a YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Very nice. And is that under your same name? The YouTube is under Patty Stevens. 
Very good. Well, Patty, this has been great. We could have spoken for a very long time about the chakras. I know we just kind of touched the subject. We're kind of picking at the the surface, but I really appreciate you allowing us to get a peek in of some of the work that you do. And thank you so much for working with women, with, with many different people and sharing your passion. So keep shining your light. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. This has been great. I loved it. Have a great day. You too.